Parents, I want to walk you through the dangers that every parent should know before giving their student an iPhone or an Android. I'm going to show you some very bad things that have happened online and from some people that just gave their kids a phone. Some addictive qualities, what the news says, and then at the end of this, I'm going to show you a few options you may not know about that you have to give to your kids before you give them that brand new device that connects them with 7 billion other people on the planet. I'm Josh Oaks, the founder of SmartSocial.com. First, I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story of a young woman who got addicted to her phone very, very quickly. Now, this is Dorothy. Dorothy tweets this one day. She tweeted, I'm leaving social media forever. My mom took my cell phone, my iPhone, and I'll miss you all so much. I'm crying goodbye. And she tweets a picture of a celebrity. That's not her. But she tweets it from her Nintendo 3DS image share and it's a dual screen, that's what the DS means. Now what is a dual screen 3DS image shared by Nintendo? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's a picture of it. You see her mom took a photo of it and she wrote this on Twitter. The mom tweets, I saw that Dorothy has been using Twitter on her Nintendo. This account will be shut down now. And she tweeted it from Dorothy's account. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, clever job, Dorothy. Good try, thumbs up, but game over, Dorothy, right? Wrong. Next, she tweeted this. Next, Dorothy tweets, Hello, my mom took my phone and my Nintendo dual screen, so I have no choice but to use my Wii. Thank you all for the support and the love. I'll answer my direct messages and follow back when I have a stable connection to Twitter. By love, Dorothy. Now, this was sent from the Wii. You remember the Wii about a decade ago. It was one of those things where you actually would play tennis and all these other things. It was a really big hit. She figured out how to tweet on it. Right? She went from the iPhone to the Nintendo dual screen thing, like a Game Boy with two screens, to the actual Wii. And then, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey, that's a clever young woman. Good try, but game over, Dorothy, right? Good try. Wrong. Next, she tweeted this. I do not know if this is going to tweet. I'm talking to my refrigerator. What the heck? My mom confiscated all of my electronics again. Sent from the LG Smart Refrigerator. Yes, our refrigerators, if they have those fancy big displays, they can tweet. Now, I don't have one of those, but sometimes they run on the Android operating system and you can download apps and you can send it from those devices. Now, let me ask you, do you think we can, do you think we can keep kids from the internet? No, they're always gonna get on it. And especially if we give them a device, if we give them one of these fancy devices, I have a ton of these around here. I'm gonna tell you about these three at the end and why they are spectacular compared to the iPhone that I have in my hand. But I wanna to talk to you about before we give them access to all these people, what can go wrong and why that can happen. So we're gonna talk about my device recommendations in a few minutes, but first let's talk about screen time dangers. Now this is from Colin. Colin was an amazing person who recently passed away and I want to make sure that we give him all the credit he deserves. He's a leader and has been for the last many years in keeping kids safe online. He posted this on Facebook not long ago. Hey parents, I know, um, do make sure you know that an iPhone comes with a free porn addiction, free access to 7 billion humans who get access to your kid's mind and heart. Open season for creeps on Snapchat to hit up your kid for nudes or any other horrible thing that can happen when you hand your kid a smartphone, not including TikTok and all these other things, right? Now, phones can cause depression. 
MIT Technology Review says teens are anxious and depressed after just three hours a day on social media. A study published uh, suggests that teenagers who spend more than three hours a day on social are more likely to develop mental health problems, including depression, anxiety, aggression, and antisocial behavior, right? Next, phones can cause sleep problems. Don't take your smartphone to bed if you want a good night's sleep. According to Common Sense Media, nearly 7 in 10 children kept their mobile device either in bed or within easy reach. And that's one of the bigger problems you'll see in some of my speeches on some of our suggestions on where to put that phone at night. USA Today also says teens are glued to screens in a COVID pandemic and they need to sleep and they also need reality checks experts say young people have turned to digital devices to fill holes left by the COVID-19 pandemic, a, a practice that elevates depression, anxiety, hopelessness, really big keyword there, suggests a California study. Sticking to a bedtime routine that is screen-free can allow the brain to fully recharge. As for exercise, the study recommends engaging in an hour of moderate physical activity every day to keep the mind and body feeling good. That could even be a long walk with your kids. Phones can also cause mental health issues. This is from Johns Hopkins University. Teen social media use may increase the risk of mental health problems. Adolescents who spend more than three hours a day, there's that number again, three hours a day on social media report high levels of internalizing behaviors marked by social withdrawal and difficulty coping with anxiety or depression. In a lot of my Zoom presentations, and yes, schools, we give Zoom presentations all over the world. You can go to smartsocial.com and click on school partnerships up at the top if you'd like to request one of those. At a lot of my speeches, what I'll ask people is, if you just read this bottom part, what does that seem like? What other substance, right? And a lot of parents will say drugs, alcohol, anything else, and it's very true. These devices, which I'm looking over, and we've got so many on the desk, if you take away this screen time, this sugar for the mind, we like to call it essentially cocaine for the eyeballs. And I know that sounds harsh, but I want you to see this as a late night, really bad thing that keeps kids awake. If you take this away, and I know you've seen this on your blog, I know you've got a family in your community that's seen this. There is a child that will get angry if you take Fortnite away and they don't understand that they've been given free access to this drug that psychologists, scientists, therapists, counselors say is more, this device is more addictive for children than cigarettes and alcohol. Right? They take it away and they don't understand. Right, And that's, that's what Johns Hopkins University is saying. NPR says more screen time for teens is linked to ADHD symptoms. Teen who are high frequency users of a certain digital media platform were more than twice as likely to develop ADHD symptoms than teens who did not use any social media platform at a high frequency rate, according to researchers. Now, Business Insider, this is really interesting. Silicon Valley parents are raising their kids tech-free and it should be a red flag. Silicon Valley in Central California, where Steve Jobs used to live, uh, their parents that live there can see firsthand either through living or working in the Bay Area on technology startups that power these devices, that technology is potentially harmful to their children. Many parents are now restricting or outright banning screen time for their children, and this trend follows a long-standing practice among high-level technology executives who have set limits for their own children for years. They design these devices for you and I, but they don't let their own kids get on them.
Now, social media could be impacting verbal communication. Teens are over face-to-face communication, a study says, but you know all about this. But I wanna talk to you about the viral YouTube videos that can promote danger. What is the YouTube fire challenge? A Michigan boy was badly burned by a friend. Children set each other on fire for social media. A 12-year-old, Jason, said his friend sprayed him with nail polish remover and set him on fire. He suffered second degree burns on his chin, his chest and his stomach. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I can't believe that this happened to a family. This will never happen to my family. I have to tell you, when this becomes the babysitter of your children and there's no parent involvement or there's absence of adults, all of a sudden the absence of something creates an opportunity, a hole for something else. And that hole allowed Jason to create mentors on YouTube. Mentors are anyone you spend time with and learn from. And some of these other people doing these challenges all of a sudden started influencing Jason. And little Jason thought this is something we do. And with his best friend, he started doing that. And all of a sudden, he's hurt. Now, next, cyberbullying dangers. Um, I want to talk to you about some of these and how very important this is. If you're a school watching this, reach out to us. We have a cyberbullying SMS platform that allows your school to set up a system that protects all of the students so that they can text a helpline and all these other things, and it actually it saves lives all over the country. Huffington Post says the pandemic is increasing child sex trafficking. But not for reasons you might think. Economic collapse and cuts to social services, not predators in white vans, are putting children at risk. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children noted that reports of online child sexual exploitation have doubled in 2020 compared with the previous year. The FBI said abusers were joining multiple social media platforms to target children. Local Media published stories declaring the pandemic was giving sex predators more access to children. And I know what you're thinking. Not in my backyard. Josh, you don't understand. That happens on other parts of the country. It happens all over. Please trust from one friend to another that sex trafficking and exploitation of children and sexting happens in every community. High income, low income, middle, and everything else. Now, this is from NBC News. Bullying drove this 13-year-old young woman to kill herself, parents say. Her parents knew she was being bullied at school and on social media by classmates who taunted her for her braces, called her ugly, but they were not aware of the extent of the bullying until after her death, when friends at her vigil showed the parents a video a classmate posted of the young woman sitting by herself while the classmate made fun of her her father said. This happens all over. That's why we want you to have a rich dialogue with your kids. The number one safety app in the world is you, the parent, having a good, loving relationship with your kids, taking this away if you must, and making sure that parenting your kids is more important than worrying about if your kids like you. Next, this is a Cherry Creek in Colorado. Cherry Creek high school student died by suicide He was threatened and encouraged to kill himself by bullies. His mom said she found out about the bullying, some of which happened through Snapchat, after looking at Jack's phone following his death. We want to make sure, parents, that you are looking out for your whole community, that this does not happen in your city, and that we make sure that your kids are well-equipped with what we call a vocabulary of safety, a vocabulary so they understand how to express their feelings and how to notify you, the adult, the staff member, the principal, the teacher, the psychologist, the therapist, the counselor, if they see something wrong. 
if they see someone who might be, and you heard this keyword from me earlier, who might be hopeless, who might be lonely, who might be sad, that those are some of the keywords we're looking for students to fully understand. Now, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, predator dangers, your students might be asked to download all of these apps and more. Let's talk about how they can be dangerous. Now, if you are, if you are a mom or a dad that feels like you're the worst parent in the world, I'm your best friend. And what I mean by that is if your students are begging you, mom, dad, I want a phone. Ma, you're the worst parent ever. All of my other friends, their parents allow them to have a phone. They have these freedoms. They don't have a curfew digitally. I can't believe it. Hey, you stay strong. I'm your friend. Your kids are going to hate me, but in the long run, they're going to love both of us because we want to make sure that when they're 25 years old, they are awesome to hang out with. They're well-behaved, they're amazing, they're fully equipped to be an amazing employee at a company, at an organization, they're high-performing, and they know how to manage this. This being a drug that, I have to be quite honest with you, I will be the first to admit that I am addicted to my inbox. I check my Gmail and my company email way too much, right? And if I, as one of the leaders in this world, one of the few people who is full-time in this safety protocol at smartsocial.com to save lives, if I can admit that I probably have an inbox addiction checking too much on this device, then guess what? Your students probably do too. Now, police say predators love Snapchat. Snapchat sextortionist 29 guilty of preying on minors. An indictment said that the suspects would infiltrate the Snapchat accounts of their minor victims and lock them out of the app by changing their passwords. They would then extort children through Kick, a web-based messaging app, coercing them into sending inappropriate photos. Now, no matter whether you're, you're probably, a couple of us are saying, oh, but my kids aren't on Snapchat, so I'm good. We've seen this before. It's any app your kids are on. These people go from app to app and they use what's called social engineering. And that's when they often get information from your kids uh, and your kids have no idea. And they're like, it's fine, I trust them. They've won me over through messages over the last three weeks. I want you to know how these bad guys think and how we can protect your kids in the long run. Let's watch a video. Sometimes they were asking for pictures, like uh, new pictures or um information like where I live or my address, my um, number. Investigators say five men in Southwest Florida used apps like Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr to make fake accounts and then ask children for pics. So these were men who were arrested for using fake Snapchat profiles to ask kids for inappropriate pictures. But guess what? Happens on TikTok, happens on Reddit, especially Kick Messenger, not a good app. If you're wondering right now, and this video is getting a lot longer than we thought, I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, please rate, subscribe, and review so we can help more parents just like you. If you go to smartsocial.com, you're gonna see all of our app guide pages up at the, lot, the top. It's called App Reviews, and if you click on that, it will have the biggest, the biggest uh, list of the best apps out there that we make sure that you understand every single app. Now, Snapchat's constantly making news for all the wrong reasons. A Florida man was arrested for allegedly raping a 10-year-old girl he met on Snapchat. Now, don't think, please don't be one of those parents that goes, well, then I'll give my kid TikTok. I won't give him Snapchat. You're missing the point. You are absolutely missing the point. You see, the 22-year-old suspect is accused of traveling to a neighboring county to meet up with a 10-year-old child after speaking to her on the social media app. You see, what happened is not just that it's Snapchat. It's any platform with the absence of adult presence with the absence of adults being there 
making sure they're monitoring what's going on and how it works. Now, next, adult predators can pose on t as teens on Snapchat. And at KEPR, a man uses Snapchat in an attempted child luring at Mount uh, terrace in an elementary school. And this is interesting. Police said an 11 year old student was contacted by a person describing himself as a 14 year old boy on the social media app. They arranged to meet at Mount Lake Terrace elementary school. The suspect arrived in a light blue sedan and insist instead of being 14 years old, he was identified as a white man, a male in his twenties with facial hair. The two students ran away, hid and called the police. This happens all the time. We get calls of parents going, I had no idea that my son or daughter was going to go meet up with somebody, uh, with their friend, uh, at a local park. And that's where it gets really, really shady every single time. Adult predators can pose as teens on Snapchat. Please forward this video, this page, please rate, subscribe, and review. Send this to a few people in your community schools. You're welcome to share this. A man was accused of raping an 11 year old. He met on Snapchat. This is channel seven news. Police say that the man who raped an 11 year old wasn't who he said he was. His true identity wasn't discovered until people saw him on the news and called the police. This kind of stuff can happen on Roblox. It can happen on TikTok. Roblox does not like me saying that because they believe that safety is everything. You know what? Safety can be everything. And it can be the same thing at a playground, but still a child can fall, right? And there can be all kinds of opportunities. And that's why we want you to know you've got to be near your kids. Snapchat's location feature is dangerous. Police believe a cook at the restaurant spotted the girls while they ate lunch, then used Snapchat's location application to find them and send them messages. The 23-year-old suspect admitted that he asked the girls for sex, for money, and inappropriate photos and everything else. Now, Peeping Tom admitted he uses Snapchat location tracking to find teens. It goes on and on. I'll spare you all the stuff, but let's watch a video. And tonight, police say an underage girl was kidnapped and raped by a man she met on Snapchat. Good evening. I'm Cynthia Isagueira. We hear so much about the dangers of social media. And for one girl, an interaction online led to five days of horror. All right, so what I want you to also know is that not only does that happen on every single app, but online bullying is common on Snapchat. Now, if you wanna go back on our site at smartsocial.com, we have the app review page, and it walks you through the green zone, the gray zone, the red zone, the dangerous social media challenges. Go we are the leaders in highlighting all of these apps. Please take a moment, go spend some time. You can watch our other videos on there. This, this page has been shared thousands of times, reached by millions of people, even people in other continents all over the world. I have people in Africa calling me who are using this one page to guide their parents. It works in Los Angeles and it works in London and everywhere else. Online bullying is common on Snapchat, but really just about everywhere else. Snapchat bullying, adults can't keep up with the technology, but we are here to be your friends. Here's Classmate. one more video. Classmates of Matthews, as well as students in the district that went to other high schools, saw the video and proceed to taunt him, tease him, bully him to no end. Two weeks after that video was taken, Matthew left behind a note saying he could no longer handle school and had no friends. Once that is a just a sad video of a San Diego teen who commits suicide after a friend posts an embarrassing video of him on Snapchat and it goes viral. And the reason why you want to talk to your kids about this is because they may see this happening at school. They can alert you or they can alert one of the staff members. Once again, give them that vocabulary of understanding how to be empathetic 
so that they aren't desensitized to this kind of stuff based on what they see. One more video. 18 year old friends Sherlana and Ray have a 405 day streak going. That means they've been sending each other a photo of something every day for more than a year. And this is the longest one either of you have okay. had. Yeah. Really, what happens if it ends? Sad. <laughs> now that's an addictive part of Snapchat. And once again, we're, we're going heavy on Snapchat here, but TikTok and every other app has all these different things. The more we log in, the more points it gives us. Us adults are, uh, we know what points are. We have a credit card and we fly the same airline, you know, pre-COVID pre and post-COVID. You often fly the same airline to get those loyalty points. You use the same credit card to get points to get uh, to get value out of that, right? To use those points for things, cash back and everything else. Well, Snapchat, TikTok, and all these other things have quantifiable feedback using colors, using numbers, using uh, time limits and stuff like that. You don't log in, you lose it. And I want you to know about that as well. And the, they're called Snapchat streaks. Students are starting to realize I don't need to become a part of the streaks. I'm good enough without that. But they always figure out new ways to do that. Now, can your child's first phone hurt their online footprint? Well, online behaviors can lead to lost college and job opportunities. You know that this is my, my life's mission is to get your kid to shine online so they get that amazing job someday. At least 10 students that were accepted to Harvard have then had their offers rescinded after administrators discovered offensive posts in a private, not public, private online Facebook messaging group, the Harvard Crimson reported. Understand that when you get accepted to Harvard, there's a lot of other bitter people that maybe didn't get accepted. So if you say something inappropriate, it does not make it okay. But if you say something inappropriate, other people will screenshot that and may send it. I'm not saying it's okay to do that at all. What I'm saying is it happens all the time and we hear about it. It's unfortunate. It is essentially the disgruntled effect on social media. Now, our phone recommendations, I'm going to walk you through some of them. And I want you to know there's options. Now, there's a Gab wireless phone. The device looks like a smartphone. I got a couple of them right here. They have one from 2020 and 2021. The, the, the uh, one and the two, it's pretty amazing. Specifically designed for tweens and teens. You wouldn't know one of these isn't an Android or an iPhone. It has all the features your child needs from a phone, including texting, calendar, alarm, calculator, camera, without the internet, games, and social media, or the app store. Do you see that? It doesn't have an app store, so you can't get addicted to Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and everything else. You can go to smartsocial.com, Gab, um, to learn more. Uh, and you will get a small discount, I believe, from us, from that link. And you are supporting us in our nonprofit. Gab Wireless plans are month to month, so parents don't need to sign up for a long-term contract. You can um, Gab Wireless cannot be added to your current cell phone plan. It is designed to operate separately. Gab Wireless only works on their own devices. And the device is about $49 to $99, depending on when you buy it. It frequently goes on sale. Plans start at about $20 a month. You go to smartsocial.com, Gab. It has all these features and more. Then there's a new one out called the Pinwheel, which we really like. The phone was built by parents, two co-founders. It's designed for kids ages 6 to 13 years old. It has no social media, no ads. Uh, it has uh, internet browsers or and no workarounds. You can adjust the types of apps based on the age and maturity of your child. You actually, they, when they sent me this one, which we'll be doing a review of, 
they sent me this one. They said, how old they wanted to adjust it based on the, the child's age. Now models range they are a little bit more pricey, but they have some extra features. They range from 149 to 249 plus the cost of the monthly service. You go to smartsocial.com pinwheel, but it's a more inclusive phone, meaning it actually, according to what I've heard that you can block, you can say only allow phone numbers that are in the phone. So therefore some random other phone number, you know how we all get those spam calls aren't allowed at all. Kids can only then hear from grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, and a few other people that you program. It's pretty neat. There's a lot more to come with this company. I like what they're doing. I like their hustle. Consider them. Verizon has a watch that a lot of parents are raving about. I can't go without communicating this. Some moms are telling me, Josh, I really like this. Check the location of this gizmo watch right from your smartphone made by Verizon. Your child can stay connected with up to 10 trusted contacts of your choice thanks to two-way voice calling and messaging. The, you can count steps and set fun, encouraging goals to use the gizmo watches uh, fitness tracker and then schedule reminders using on-screen event notifications if you want to get that far. It requires a monthly service plan, no annual contract, no need to switch phone providers. It's just a great option. You can go to smartsocial.com gizmo to learn more and pick up one of these. Once again, some parents are raving about it. Everything is age appropriate. You can try a few things. Everything's unique to your family. There's also a relay phone, walkie-talkie device combined with a cellular phone plan. Parents can talk with their kids using the free relay app that's on your smartphone. And it's got a real GPS location. Kids push one button to reach each other. Your kids can go anywhere in the world. It works on LTE and it works on Wi-Fi. So, and it's like a hockey puck size, about, about that big. Go to smartsocial.com relay to learn more. We'd love to tell you about it and you'll see how kids are using it all over. Now, if you wanna learn how to safely kid, if you do, when you do get your kid a new internet enabled device, there's a couple things that I want you to know about. If you get them an iPhone or an Android, right? One of these devices, I want you to know how to tether it to your phone. Your kids are gonna hate me, but they're gonna love us in the long run. They're gonna go, I kind of appreciate that you didn't let me talk to predators. So I'm gonna guide you step-by-step -step through the built-in uh, parental controls, including downtime, content filters, privacy, and more. You're gonna learn how to set up rules and consequences with a custom family social media agreement. Uh, proprietary to us, smartsocial.com. You're going to use the same agreement that we sell and you'll get that as included. You can discover how to avoid the negative effects of social media. And when should my kid get a phone? This is a key takeaway. Smartsocial.com suggests that ages zero to five, nine, no phone, please consider that. Unless you have to, and I get it. We're separated, divorced. I want to know where my kid's at. I get it. But age nine, is time for a cell phone safety contract. What? That's right. I want you to consider younger and younger. And you know why? Because your kids are going over to their friends' houses and there are extra versions of these devices at your kids' friends' houses. And they'll pick one up and they'll go, well, my mom never told me not to sign up for Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok, or anything else. So they'll pick one up and they'll get to use it and they'll sign up with their own username and password. And if you don't have a talk with them early and the contract will tell you no new apps or accounts unless mom and dad approve it, if you don't have that talk with them early it's not really it's gonna sound terrible unpopular opinion it's not really their fault if you don't tell them hey we can't do this and here's why and our contract will walk you through that ages 9 to 13 a non-smartphone and that makes it look like this right sms text phone calls that is a, a pinwheel or a gab wireless phone whatever is your choice go take a look at them both we like them both they're pretty amazing 
and that's your opportunity. It's a non-smartphone designed for kids, but they won't get bullied at school. It's not a flip phone. I love flip phones. I wish kids would go old school, but they seem to need these big screens. Age 14, your kids are going to hate me, but I promise you they will be better off in the long run. It's time for an iPhone or an Android, if you wish, without social media apps installed because they can't be trusted just yet. Oh, they're fine. I got to tell you, it's like it's like alcohol and cigarettes. Do you want it in their bedroom? I don't know. But if you give them a phone without that and you have a contract early on and all those discussions, you're better off and they're ready for age 15. Adding social media apps to that iPhone and Android now that they understand how to use the device with a purpose, now they can be on a little bit more social media as a family and all that different stuff. Wow, this was a lot, a lot longer than I thought, but you got a lot in store. Educators, go to smartsocial.com, click on that Talk with one of our school liaisons so that you can set up some of this curriculum for your school. We want to help. We are a virtual training company that helps people all over the world how to keep their kids safe on social media so they can someday shine online. If you are a parent, please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Go to smartsocial.com. Click on the newsletter button up at the top. We want to make sure that we're protecting you and so many other parents. I'm Josh Oaks. Thanks for watching this video. I look forward to seeing you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for all the support. Take care. Bye-bye.